Welcome to the Dr. Connect podcast, the home for open conversations, where top experts share their experiences and empower you with transformative education around cancer, health, wellness, and medical technology. If you're looking for better health, global partnership, and want to make a social impact, you've come to the right place. From sacrifice to celebration and the answers on how to turn your life around, please welcome your host, medical oncologist, Dr. Ludmilla Schaefer. Welcome to the Dr. Connect Show, the home for open conversations where top experts share their experiences and empower you with transformative education around cancer, health, wellness, and medical technology. I'm your host, Dr. Ludmilla Schaefer, and I'm so excited to be bringing my years of experience as a medical oncologist to the podcast and television world. If you are looking for a better health global partnership and want to make a social impact, you've come to the right place. From sacrifice to a celebration and the answers on how to turn your life around. You can also find our interviews on the podcast. So listen, watch, give a rating, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you like our show, subscribe and comment what you like about the show. Go to the website, thedoctorconnect.org, and click the button, submit the question. You can either submit your question or if you want to share your medical journey or health wellness story, simply type, I want to share, and we will reach out to you. And if you are in healthcare and want to make a legacy through your expertise or passion, you can schedule a free consultation call on National Impact Strategy. Whether you are a clinician, researcher, an entrepreneur, mentor, working in the industry, leadership, you will gain tools how to spread awareness of your expertise. Busy professionals don't have time to take vacation or feel guilty about having time off. And I was the same until I discovered there was a way to take a vacation if you have limited time off. The answer is a vacation combined with business in Cyprus, Mediterranean Sea. It is affordable and very empowering. The time you spend in Cyprus is to advance your business, create media content, and learn how to leverage your business in combination with time to relax and unwind, banishing the stress of a hectic daily life and a high-pressure job. Imagine next February 2023 in the midst of winter, but you are warming yourself in the sunshine that brightens your mood and gives your business opportunities. You spend time on stunning beaches and have the most delicious food, go to a world-class spa, learn real estate options, and bring home valuable content to grow your clients and your business. Cyprus is the perfect paradise that will exceed your expectations and make use of your valuable time and advance your business. Cyprus is suitable for business people who prefer to have both 
entertainment and recreation. Thank you to all of you. Also, who connected with me through my number one bestseller book in eight categories. The title, The Other Side of Oncology, High-Octane Observations from the Medical Front. The Other Side of Oncology documents victories, courage, and bravery every day in our clinics and hospitals and helps us connect the dots, making the path easier for patients and caregivers. It is expected that 39 million Americans will provide care to an adult for any reason. 7% of caregivers indicate cancer as the primary reason, according to a publication in the Journal of Clinical Oncology. In 2022, an estimated 1.9 million new cancer cases will be diagnosed, and at least 2.8 million Americans were providing care to an adult family member or friend because of the primary cancer diagnosis. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest, Dr. Nada Chandela, a board-certified gastrointestinal oncologist who is an expert in cancer and helping patients and caregivers think and plan beyond the diagnosis. We will discuss about precision medicine, personalized medicine, and so much more. With that, let's welcome Dr. Nada Chindela. Welcome, Dr. Chidela. Thank you, Dr. Sheffer, for having me. I am so excited to meeting with you today. And I was just telling audience that when someone diagnosed with cancer or any condition or any medical diagnosis, it's so much burden, not only on patients, but also caregivers. And I'm so excited to speak with you today, learn from you as an oncologist. Can you tell us about yourself? I am Naga Chidola, and I have 13 years of experience as a physician, and I've been an oncologist for the past seven years. I'm also an associate professor at Mays Cancer Center, UT San Antonio, and I would describe myself as an academic physician, researcher, educator, mentor, and a wife and a mother. And during the past few years, I've been training future oncologists, and I've done many clinical trials. And my passion is to be a patient advocate throughout my career. Thank you very much for telling this. And with your expertise, and we understand that every time when patient comes, it's rare that it would be just a single patient. It always, you know, caregiver, a family member or neighbor, there is always someone involved. Can you tell us role of caregiver in every patient that you see? As a caregiver, I have seen many patients having guilt or a stress or a burnout because you're caring for a person who is terminally ill sometimes, or the person might need many things. So as a responsibility of a caregiver, it can become overwhelming and stressful. I would say whenever you are in that situation or have a problem like that, be your own personal navigator. You have to be the patient navigator and as well as your own navigator. Filter your life by understanding your limitations and responsibilities. Know your risk factors, which can give you stress. Like if you're having stress with the financial difficulties, get resources and information which can help you. And if you're having problem with the time constraints, 
you have to plan accordingly and seek help. Can you walk us through what are those decision points maybe from you know your standpoint as an oncologist that you see that patients caregivers and everyone maybe even healthcare providers need to take i would say decision points are very important because for example like identifying them is the most important first step what are your decision points you have to decide for today for tomorrow next week next month and say in 5 years that is very important i tell my patients it's not now but also the future you have to think about for example you have to make a decision on your surgery chemotherapy or radiation in the coming few months but you have to think about family fertility and other issues in the future and what are those examples of decision points let's say the patient you know family members walk into your office can you give us maybe like few examples Like for example, I have seen a patient with a stage four pancreatic cancer yesterday, and the most important decision point for him was how many months I will live, what is the prognosis, and is it worthwhile to have the treatment or not. So the decision point for him was what will be the next decision? Should I take care for the finances, or take care of my family, or take care of myself and become healthier? And uh, so once they identify, how do they actually? filter what's important i think the best way to filter anything is like focus and identify your what you need for the next moment the first thing is like what are your main priorities and main things to be taken care of now today and this week and then prioritize those get the resources and informations you need and uh, most often uh, any facility will have a patient navigator tap into those resources get a support group for yourself and identify the people and family who can support you and be your navigators and never hesitate to seek help in this situation when we identify all those priorities and it seems like when i experience when someone we deliver news or let's say it's a new scan the cancer progress or maybe it's a good response there is a new treatment option or maybe change treatment surgery chemotherapy radiation how do we navigate is any way we step back from something else and maybe focus on different it seems like we have this tunnel vision sometimes i would say to overcome this tunnel vision have your priorities and create your happy milestone it could be a walk in the park it could be a hug from a family member or a talk with an your family friend or anything like that so i would advise any patient who is in the process of going through the journey of the cancer or to a caregiver not to focus on one thing not to have a tunnel vision think about all the things which makes you happy sometimes we identify what our priority and some patients actually afraid to bother their family members they tell sometimes or don't tell my husband and tell wife and of course as we all know we as a physicians and any healthcare provider anyone in healthcare we always keep information confidential but still we encourage patients to share maybe with family members friends but a lot of times they just don't want to bother anyone how do we cross this barrier i would say hesitancy the one you are describing i would consider is hesitancy it's not a bad thing because when you are hesitating you are thinking through it 
and you're taking a step and making your decision points and gathering your information and asking the right help. So having hesitancy is a good thing because it will help you to step back, think through the process and then ask for help. Many times when we tell patients about that they are not a number and we know that we have personalized medicine. So we have been hearing often in the clinic, oh, but my neighbor got, you know, this cancer and that's what happened. And then someone had chemotherapy and died from it or someone radiation and they absolutely refuse. So they hear those stories from neighbors, from, you know, friends or somewhere on the television and they bring it to the clinic and they think it's going to happen to them. How do we explain to the community this about personalized medicine and this approach that you know patients and caregivers often compare themselves to someone else? I just got reminded of a patient I saw yesterday. He was newly diagnosed and he wanted immunotherapy instead of standard of care, the chemotherapy and radiation. I was explaining to him that there are some biomarkers and for the immunotherapy to show response. And we don't know everything yet. We don't have that information. So his expectance, like he came with an assumption that he can get only immunotherapy and avoid side effects from the chemotherapy and radiation. The one thing I was telling him was each cancer is different. Each cancer is complex. Each cancer in each patient is very different. And one size fits all should never be used for treating patients. That is where I told him that there is a lot of difference. And that's why we bring the personalized medicine. We take into consideration the stage of the disease, the type of cancer, where it is, and what are the treatment options, and what are the future treatment options. Like, does he have any clinical trials? And what is the prognosis and what is the quality of life after the treatment and during the treatment? So there are many things to consider while making a decision for the patient. That's where the personalized medicine comes from. And I think the precision medicine is also very important. It is slightly different from personalized medicine. That's what I tell my patients that precision medicine is slightly different. And when you do the precision medicine, you check for the molecular profiling of the cancer to see for any targets and give the best treatment so that you will have less side effects with better response. That's what I tell my patients. Like You have to treat your cancer through personalized medicine and precision medicine. And that's what I tell the caregivers too. Think about caregiving as a personalized medicine and precision medicine. Always think what the patient wants. What are your needs? Identify your molecular profiling of your problem and then plan and execute it as if you're treating the patient through this. So I tell everyone that always approach a problem or a challenge through personalized medicine. Yeah, I love how you actually describe between, you know, personalized medicine and precision medicine. Just to conclude, can you kind of tell one, two sentence on each so then the audience understand personalized versus precision and what is this molecular platform? Every patient who comes with a cancer diagnosis in the clinic, we try to give them personalized medicine. For example, ICA esophageal cancer. Most important thing is nutrition. We need nutrition, social services, and also the personalized medicine, I would say, is like we have a navigator who can help them through the process and the logistics too. We have to take care what social support he has. 
does he have caregivers or is he more than 65 years old or is he young what are the predictions of the side effects we have to consider everything as a picture does he have finances to get through it is he working or does he have to take a leave so when we answer everything based upon the person we call it as personalized medicine and precision medicine is totally little bit different what we do is we do the next generation sequencing of the tumor and get molecular profiling to identify the targets whether they respond to specific targets or not there are many drugs which can be used currently and even in the clinical trials in future which can be targeted to those targets which we find in the molecular profiling of the patient for example i would say that i treat a lot of colon cancer patients and if they are stage 4 and if they have a target like her2 or if they have like a keras it makes a decision different because i can use some drugs i cannot use some drugs based upon their molecular profiling what is the best way to deal with this trajectory you know through all these decision points through all this navigation overwhelming information i would say in simple terms identify your issues identify your problems identify your decision points and identify what resources you have and what resources you can get then plan and execute it and in the meantime don't forget to create your happy milestones and if you can delegate it to someone else like make a other family member your patient advocate to gather the information that would be very important to always ask i love how you said about happy milestones and speaking of happy milestones one of the points that you brought up as we met earlier about validation and we made this decision it almost like we want to look for some validation sometimes even i make any decisions you know throughout the day and i kind of feel like it needs to be validated can you describe a little bit how important it is for patients caregivers during their decision to have this validation and where they would find this validation i mean i would say i would agree with you dr shafer because for every decision we make we seek validation so i would advise any caregiver take a step back and think about through the process and prioritize your health and well-being because as the research has shown that if you don't take care of yourself the patient outcomes also will be poor is anything else you would like to add to all our discussion i think i mean there has been like lot of research done on the caregiver stress and caregiver burnout and most often as an oncologist too i tend to ignore the caregivers because the focus of my happy milestone i would say is to get the patient better but i have seen many caregivers getting the fatigue and then it becomes an adverse outcome on the patient too so that's why i now make a point to ask the caregiver what do you want are you seeing your physician are you happy are you meeting your milestones what are your decision points are you struggling with them or do you need more resources or the most important thing i tell them is never never hesitate to ask help and ask questions and if you have any questions write them down and then you can ask us we are there to help through the process thank you so much dr chidella and what are the best resources for patients caregivers in the terms of you discuss everything milestones and so many valuable points are any resources that you might suggest for us 
I think the first thing is to talk to your physician because most of the places are like the cancer institutes have resources for the caregivers and identify the right team for yourself, whether it is your family, the physicians, the nurses or the resources or the friends and identify the right support group for yourself too, because that is most important. And when you have those two things, the right support group, the right resources, and the right team behind you, the caregiver fatigue or the stress will be less overwhelming. Dr. Chidela, thank you for so many valuable points. I would like to ask, what is your kind of most fascinated and best experience in life that you can share with audience? I would say one of the most fascinating or difficult experiences, which became more fascinating after the experience, was an encounter with a patient 10 years ago during my fellowship. She was 32 years old, and she was the same age of when I was doing my fellowship. And she had a metastatic breast cancer, and she progressed on many lines, and the cancer has spread to the brain. So I was talking to her the next options and the treatment possibilities And in between the periods of confusion, she became coherent and told me that it's okay, doctor. It's okay for me to leave. What I want is a painless death. So sometimes as an oncologist, we forget about these things. What is the patient's goal? What is the patient's decision point? What do they want? And what is their milestone? So one of the important things I learned, I would say it's fascinating because it's changed my approach to patients. Because before I talk to the patient, tell them this is the treatment plan, I sometimes ask them, what is your goal? What is your decision point? What is your happy milestone? Because it changes from you and changes from her mother and changes from the patient itself. What do you think was maybe the most difficult experience in your life and devastated experience maybe in your practice? I think one of the most difficult life is we try to connect to the patients and get the best for them. One of my patients has a com- had a complications from a procedure and she was coding and she just wanted to hold my hand during the code. She just wanted to spend that moment before dying to talk to me and say thank you. That was the most difficult situation I faced because for me as a physician, it's a failure to let my patients go. But sometimes there is a point where I may be uncomfortable talking about death and the consequences of it. But the acceptance of it and bringing the palliative care discussion and the quality of life is very important for each patient. That's what I realized from that moment onwards. Uh, This is so thoughtful. And you just brought up end of life care and during code situation. And it's obviously when we do resuscitation and try to bring back to life um, just for the audience. And during the end of life, can you explain to the audience, what is it a palliative care? I mean, I would say one of my patients asked me yesterday, like I would get a consult with a palliative care. Does it mean that I'm hospice? Does it mean I'm dying? It doesn't mean the same thing to everyone. Palliative care is not hospice. It's not end of care. It doesn't mean that you're not fighting back. It is a support system and helps you to make a decision point about your life, what you're going to do, and have a better quality of life. That's what I tell them. Because having palliative care physician on board on the team has been shown in research, as you know, in lung cancer and pancreatic cancer, it prolongs the life. So, It is not only the quantity, it's the quality of life 
which they focus on. And it is the best resource as an oncologist I have. I absolutely agree with you. And some occasions when we discuss about palliative care and those options, we discuss with patients that it's not sending home to die, but it actually provides best quality of life. Have you ever heard something like this when patients telling you? Yes, not only the patients, the family members. Are you telling us that he will die and we have to take home without fighting? That's the most common answer I have heard, that should we go without fighting? So there is a point in cancer treatment where the quality of life is more important. I tell them the same thing. Sometimes the treatment may, may be more toxic and more dangerous than the outcome. Always in every decision point or every trajectory of the cancer treatment, weigh your risk benefits, weigh your milestones, weigh your quality of life. You have to prioritize everything and make the decision based on that. And we are here as a physician to navigate you through the process. It's not giving up. It's living your life. Thank you very much. And how the audience can connect with you? Through my email and my Twitter account and the social media. Thank you very much, Dr. Chidela, for sharing so many valuable points. I absolutely enjoy having this conversation and I encourage all audience connect with you. Thank you for everything what you do for the community, your dedication, your knowledge, and I'm looking forward to speaking with you soon. Sure. Thank you, Dr. Shafar, for having me. Thank you for being with us on the Dr. Connect show. Do you have a question, an idea for a topic, or would you like to share your experience or expertise? Go to the website, thedoctorconnect.com and click the button, submit the question. You can either submit your question or if you want to share your medical journey or health wellness story, simply type, I want to share and we will reach out to you. And don't forget to follow up us on the social media and join and subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Doctor Connect. We are super excited to have you on this journey with us and thank you for watching and listening. And we are looking forward to seeing you in the next one. Thanks for listening to the Dr. Connect podcast. If you like what you heard, please take a moment to leave us a rating and let us know what you think. Do you have a question, an idea for a topic, or would you like to share your experiences or expertise? Reach out to Dr. Ludmilla Schaefer at thedrconnect.org. And don't forget to follow Dr. Schaefer on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Check out the show notes for all the links. Thanks again for listening. We look forward to connecting with you soon.